Uh, speaking of Omniplex cinemas, he's mm. just come from an Omniplex cinema probably, is Philip Malloy, and mm. he's parked his horse outside the door. Um, and but just, just while we're on that, you see there at the end of that list I've given you, Mo Dumford, who has been, he's been picking up kudos all over the place for this movie, for his performance as a schizophrenic in a movie called Patrick's Day. You probably haven't heard it because you, when it comes no, to I've the cinema. No, I've heard of Patrick's Day. When it comes Day. to the cinema, you tend March to hide March 17th. Away. Okay, I will be return anyway, he'll be returning home to Waterford um, this weekend and uh, he'll be doing a QA and a um, after the showing of the movie after the opening of the movie down there at the Omniplex he'll be doing a Q&A with the All audience right, so right. it's the Omniplex in Waterford which as you know has opened quite recently Right. Five now, cinema. Which means, coincidentally, right hook classic movie screenings are back. And we're kicking off with a restored version of the 1954 Alfred Hitchcock classic Rear Window. And it's running simultaneously at Omniplex Cinemas in Man Point in Cork, Crescent Shopping Centre Limerick, and the Swan Centre at Mines next Thursday, 26th of February. We'll be showing it in Eastman colour. That was the original colour of the time. But it'll be digital, which means it will look fantastic. It'll only cost you eight euro. And if you go to omniplex.ie right now, you can buy the tickets. Um, We're giving away 12 pairs for each cinema. So if you want to go to Limerick, Cork or Dublin, all you have to do is answer this question. Raymond Burr, he appears in Rare Window, but of course he was famous for playing which detective? Was it A, Matlock, B, Colombo, or C, Perry Mason? Text classic, followed by your name and answer, and crucially, whether you want Dublin, Cork or Limerick tickets to 53106. Uh, welcome, Philip Malloy. Thank you, George. Uh, what have I been watching this week? Uh, unimpressed by your uh, Henry VIII drama. Oh, for God's sake, sure. I mean, you had made up your mind even before you saw it. You're not an objective person, an objective viewer when it comes to these things. You reckoned that it was going to be the Charles Lawton version from the 1930s all over again. Well, actually, in the well, now that I mention it, in I watch in, it. In, I, the, in, the, in the pen, penultimate episode tonight, he actually turns into Charles Lawton, in that he he, he girds his loins, so <laughs> to speak. He becomes quite uh, quite obese. Yeah. So Henry not, the Eighth, that is. Yeah, I I have absolutely loved it. I think it's been first class. I think Mark Rylance has been brilliant as Cromwell and all the supporting roles are very, very well played. Adds great dialogue in it, very sharp. And uh, I, I think as well, in terms of recreating the period, it's very, very good. All right. Okay. Go. All right. Now, what else do I watch? What else do you watch? I can't actually. Oh, of course, I'm watching The Good Wife. I wouldn't miss it yeah. at all. Yeah. Ah, it's just fabulous. Yeah. It just. So you is. watched last week's? I watch every week. Mm. I wouldn't miss it for the world. And I also watched all six episodes. Just to tell people, it's on at uh, more four at nine o'clock on Thursdays. Yeah. And then, of course, I I finished Smiley's People now on BBC uh, Four. Alec Guinness. Yeah. And a raft of... I have the box set of that. And a raft of young actors like Alan Rickman. Yeah. And Alan Rickman. Yeah. Alan Rickman is coming to Dublin soon. Is he? Mm Mm-hmm. To make a film? No, no, no. Oh, listen, speaking of making a film, hmm. I'm driving down Leeson Street today and it's blocked off at Hatch Street. They're making a movie and there's a, 
British Constabulary of the Victorian era wandering around the place. Is, is that not River Street? They must, be, they must be down Ripper Street, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Ripper Street. Very good. Uh, oh, oh, what about poor old Louis Jordan? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, 93? 93. And I mean, he was the epitome of, uh, of the suave um, sort of French actor, you know, and uh, he died uh, at the weekend, 93. His, I, I thought there was one angle I noticed in the papers that you would appreciate was that um, his father um, was... taken in and tortured by the Gestapo and uh, he um, uh, Louis Jordan joined the resistance during the Second World War as a result of this so he fought against the Nazis there but um, just his movies the the Paradigm case with not the very best of Hitchcock I have to say Uh, I like Letter from an Unknown Woman do you know that? Yes Three Coins in a Fountain okay Um, uh, The Best of Everything The VIPs remember that with Richard Burton and Liz Taylor he was having an affair with Liz Taylor remember that one? Uh, He also did uh, Can Can uh, with Shirley MacLaine and Frank Sinatra and the last film he did with Peter Yates Peter Yates is the director of Bullet uh, was called Year of the Comet which was a kind of a comedy uh, thriller but he had quite a comic touch, Louis oh, lovely, Chardin. Lovely. He had a great comic yeah. touch. Uh, and he actually sings. Have you have you heard it recently at all? I think I have it. Uh, he sings the title um, song, Gigi, in Gigi, and he's lovely. Mm. It's gorgeous. Uh, who's your favorite French actor? Now. Mm. Not even now. Like, like Who's your favorite of French actor? Of all time. Yeah. Um, mm. Let me think about that now for a sec. Who's yours? Oh, your man who was in a film with Marilyn Monroe. And Yves Montan. Yves Montan. Uh, but he was brilliant in Costas Grievous' uh, oh, yeah, Z. Yeah, Z, he was. Oh, yeah. he was fabulous. He uh, was. He Apparently, he was a very kind of strong left-wing uh, person politically. Yeah. So that's what appealed to me being the left wing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I you noticed, I noticed your favorite um, um, uh, newspaper, The Telegraph, is on his uppers. Uh, uh, any news uh, of new releases? Okay, the new releases then are um, w- there's one called Black Hat. Now it g- gets the title from the you know you know the old white hat black hat sort of thing. Cowboys, the cowboys. That's where it comes from, and it's an exciting, I think, globe trotting cyber thriller, and it marks the return to the cinema of Michael Mann, who hasn't made a movie uh, since Public Enemies with Johnny Depp in nineteen ninety six years ago, and uh, so he's back. Uh, part of his problem was remember that 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 series, the HBO series, Look. Yeah, remember that he well he was uh, producing that. Uh, I think he was he created or wrote part of it as well, and uh, unfortunately it, it collapsed after before the end. I think of the first series because several horses had died because yes, of the weather. Yes, that's right. Okay. Anyway, Black Hat um, uh, begins with this explos- explosion at a, a kind of coolant system on a Hong, Hong Kong uh, nuclear reactor and then there's the kind of manipulation of the mercantile trail exchange in the US and that leads to the collapse uh, in the value of future stocks. So uh, what's happening? So uh, what they do is they set up this Chinese-American task force in order to link these two things together. And what they do basically is they go across the world from Los Angeles to Hong Kong to uh, Jakarta and various other places in order to track this cyber gang. It's it's quite good. It it runs, I think it's 133 minutes long. I've heard a couple of critics actually saying that it's too long. 
Now, I think it's it maybe sags a little, loses its focus a bit in the middle. But overall, it's okay. pretty much first class. Apparently, everybody says it's Penny Dreadful is filming in Hatch. Oh, is it? OK, very good. What's Penny Dreadful? Penny Dreadful is, it's, it's um, do you know the, the new uh, um, Ardmore, the new uh, um, the studio down in... Wicklow. Yeah. Well, okay. Penny Dreadful is is based there. It's a kind of anthology series, a, a horror horror series with all kinds of people, Timothy Dalton um, uh, in it, and uh, so it's been based there for as you know Sam Mendes who directs the Bond movies. He's directed two of the Bond movies. He's actually one of the executive producers on it. So Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton has a lead role in in. But he's got to be well in his sixties. I, I, I saw a trailer for for it last night. And he plays a character who's looking for his daughter. And he looked, you know, he had a beard, right, but, a but, gray he, beard, and he, he looked he, quite well. He was not successful as Bond. Well, he, one of the problems was he, he did two Bonds, okay? And it just, uh, MGM, who owned the rights to the Bond movies, were in dire straits at the time. They were on their uppers. And so there was a huge um, uh, gap between uh, the two Bonds. And after, I think, six years or something like that. So he gave up. I think he actually retired or resigned himself. He wasn't kicked out. All right, mm. okay. Now, um, the Philadelphia story has been reissued for cinema release. It's ancient, says Barry. Should I watch it? We, did, we we actually dealt with that last week. Watch it, watch it, watch it. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's the epitome. It's one of the best examples of a romantic comedy that there is, George. Yes. Cary Grant, Cary Grant, Cary Grant. That's all you need to say. Remade as? I was re- well, the High Society um, okay. remade it. But the, the, I, I've told you that story before. Um, okay, it's... Uh, uh, Catherine Hepburn, she she was married to Cary Grant. They divorced. She's now uh, marrying another guy, and they're talking. Uh, Cary Grant turns up for the wedding, and they're talking about the new guy. And she turns on Grant and says, "You hardly know him." And Grant looks at her and he says, "To hardly know him is to know him well." <laughs> I love that. Now, uh, Martin and Cork says, "Please tell Philip that the word uh, Nazi is not pronounced Nazi." Well, interesting. <laughs> Philip gets all his pronunciations <laughs> from. My hero, Winston uh, Churchill, who he, call call him Nazi. Ra- he always called him Nazis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Winston <laughs> Churchill. Now, uh, are you guys watching Catastrophe on Channel Four? Very funny. The girl is in it is Irish. He thinks. Oh, I haven't been watching it now. All right. Yeah. Uh, how are you watching Suits, the Netflix drama? Well, it's on Netflix. I think it's finished. Has it finished? Um, I, new stuff, new episodes. I don't I don't think they're doing new episodes anymore. Um, but I never got into it, I have to say. But a lot of people, uh, especially young people, um, have yeah, mentioned it to me. He, the, the listener thinks um, Harvey Specter is a fantastic actor. Mm whoever Harvey Specter is. Okay. And there's a Swedish drama on TG Car. Are you watching it? Uh, water. Oh, no. Thicker than water. <laughs> no. They're probably protesting against yeah, it. Yeah. Um, um, anyway, let's just mention another couple of things that are opening. There's one called Cake opening with Jennifer Aniston and she plays this woman in it who's had a bad accident. Uh, it's totally new for her, George. She's put on weight for the role. She has scars on both sides of her face and on her chin and... Uh, 
so she plays this this woman who's had this accident and she's uh, she's been become addicted to painkillers because of a bad back. She has a terrible back. She has to lie down all the time in her car. So uh, basically, it's her recovering from this, restore, kind of restoring her life to some idea of what it was. And uh, she's wonderful in it. She, uh, this is this is as far away from her sort of rom-com persona as really? you can, yeah, or her friend's persona as you can think of. But she's really very good. It's a dramatic role. She plays the, this woman is sarcastic, very cutting in her comments. She's a former lawyer, and now she's trying to basically recover All from right, this accident. Okay. You so, probably voted for her in the uh, Oscars and uh, she arranged she snubbed. She didn't. She was snubbed, actually. Yeah, yeah, she was. And then there's one called The Wedding Ringer opening, uh, and it's a kind of a hit-and-miss heist concept comedy about this. Uh, he's the successful tax lawyer who can't find the best man for his wedding. And there's a kind of an opening montage in which he rings up all these people that he went to high school with and various other people that he knew, and they tell him that they don't remember him or they didn't like him in the first place. So he has to hire a professional best man and the, 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 he's talking to the best man and it transpires that he has no groomsmen either so the best man offers him uh, this scheme called the golden tux okay <laughs> it actually sounds funnier than it is the golden tux and the golden tux is best man and, uh, and right. seven groomsmen and so what they have to do basically is keep this scheme from the in-laws or the, the right. prospective in-laws okay and uh, they, just to mention um, Kevin Hart the um, the small sort of motormouth uh, black actor he's in it and Josh Gad uh, who people would remember a lot of young people might remember his voice from Frozen he ha- is the voice okay. of the snowman in Frozen so there right. you go you didn't sell it very well anyway mm. now everybody is telling me and I'll get the inside track for yeah. you yes. in a fortnight yes. because Shane Horgan I'll be talking to him in the Aviva on the 1st of March his sister Sharon Horgan is in catastrophe Oh, yes. She's a nice actress. There you are. Yeah, she's a nice actress, yeah. Yeah. All right. Mm. I just heard an ad there for Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes. It's turned in unbelievable figures. Trash is king. Trash is king because it is trash. I'm telling you, it's, it's you rubbish. told me. Yeah, you said to you, you always talk about movies that you haven't seen. Yeah. I told you it was trash. But you hadn't seen it. I'd read the you book. Predi- no, it's not the same thing. How many times do I have to tell you? I read the book. You're going to the cinema. Cinema is a I read the Bible, so I knew immediately completely what dip- Charlton Heston <laughs> was going to do in the Ten Commandments. Oh, anyway, it's taken 1.34 million at the All Ireland box office over last weekend. Just beating Mikey Collins. It's, oh, it's beaten everything. And it's um, it's it's taken it's break, broken all kinds of and it's tripe, George. It's rubbish, and um, I don't know what I. I mean, I don't, I don't know how it, the the book actually. I gathered the book was terrible as well. I don't. But the book sold a hundred million. I know, hundred million copies. It's still number four. I was looking at the Sunday Times that you abhor. Mm. I was looking at the Sunday Times book list, yeah. and it's number four. Yeah. The the thing, by the way, uh, we had um, Seamus McGarvey, who's the director of photography on it. We had him on the picture show last. Weekend, and he was telling me that uh, the the stories about the relationship between the director and the writer of the book that were all true. The director, uh, Sam Taylor Johnson, was very, very kind of frustrated in dealing with this woman. She was she got all kinds of control, all kinds of powers given to her by uh, Universal, and she was there on the set all the time, apparently insisting yeah. that there is apparently apparently. Uh, uh, Fifty Shades 2, 3 and 4 no, are well, two, much better. Well, 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I don't believe that because there's nowhere for this story to go as far as I could see. And nothing to build on. All right. Yes. Um, listen to me. Yeah. Um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia is a phenomenal comedy on Netflix. Ten series of it. Now, you Always got Sunny in Philadelphia. Are we missing this, mixing this up with the Philadelphia story? <laughs> no, no, we're not. Yeah. Uh, the, the, you've got to settle a bet here for okay. Barry. Okay. The favorite American sitcom of all time. Barry's dad swears by MASH. Uh, Barry thinks it's Seinfeld. Settle, please. Oh, that's really that's a really interesting question because the two of those are absolute classics. They're they are George, and I'm not getting out of it now. The two I go for Seinfeld. Okay, I go for Seinfeld. Well, that's okay. That's yeah. okay. I wouldn't. So there you are. I I'm with Ma- Ma- Mash, which lasted, I think, it was for twelve seasons. Yeah, I'm with. And, it was, with, and uh, I, it was a case. I was a case of a great movie and a great spin-off TV series, mostly because of Alan Alda, who held it up. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Alan Alda, wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do I want to talk to you about? Mm. Uh, I know what I want to talk yeah. to you about. You're insisting on talking Oscars. No, no. I'm d- okay, the Oscars are on on Sunday night, so seeing as this is a film slot, I just thought we should, you know, say okay, something before. Okay, let's go. Uh, best uh, movie? By, by the, okay, best movie is, it's it's a close thing um, uh, with Boyhood and Birdman at the moment, but I would go for Birdman. Uh, best uh, director... Uh, I, as you know, um, I don't believe in this, but I suspect that this is what's going to happen this year. They'll give best um, best film, I think, to Birdman and best director to Richard Linklater for uh, Boyhood. Uh, best actor. Um, I think this is a runoff between Michael Keaton and Michael Keaton in Birdman has made a great sort of comeback. The Hollywood, the Academy members love that kind of thing. So he's on one side and on the other side is Eddie Redmayne playing Stephen Hawking in the theory of Ed, everything. Redmayne uh, has won Golden Globe, Screen Actors Guild, BAFTA and the Screen Actors Award has... It has successfully kind of predicted um, this category for best actor for the last 10 years. So I'm going and as well as that, the Americans seem to love Redmayne in the theory of everything. So I'm going to go for the theory of everything for um, Eddie Redmayne for best actor, best actress. This has to be Julianne Moore's uh, year. I think the category is fairly weak anyway. And Julianne Moore, I think she's been nominated about four times before and she's a a much loved um, actress um, in America. So I'd go for her for Best Actress. Best Supporting Actor. uh, Robert Duval is the only one in this uh, this section who has in fact been um, won before. He won for, what else has he won for? Tender Mercies, that's what it was in 1984. That was about Uh, a Singer, That's right, it? and yeah. he actually he, he I think he wrote and sang his own songs. Okay, and uh, okay, okay. Also in this section then is Edward Norton, uh, Mark Ruffalo, Ethan Hawke, and J.K. Simons. J.K. Simons has been nominated for the first time, and he's the favorite to win. Okay, and uh, best after supporting after that, best supporting and for, for once. Um, well, actually, Meryl Streep has been nominated. She's been nominated 18 times before. She won three times and she's been nominated again, but she's not favourite this year. Uh, the favourite this year um, is Patricia Arquette from the famous um, uh, Arquette acting family. She's favourite for uh, Boyhood. 
Uh, listen, who was it? You have somebody, Patrick Boyle, and he left yes, a message. Yes, What's he, this about? He left a message with my wife. He rang up to see, first of all, to see if I knew who played, uh, who was the first person to play uh, James this Bond. This is obviously a trick question. No, it wasn't a trick question, as it turned out. Uh, the first person to play uh, James Bond was Barry Nelson, uh, the American actor. He played him, this, I think they called him Jimmy Bond, in a series uh, in, in Casino Royale, which was part of this anthology series Climax uh, on American television in the 55-56 kind of period so uh, Barry Nelson played him then and uh, so that was that Barry Nelson was in The Fugitive or something was he no? Barry, no. Who are you, try, right, who are you mixing up? You, I'm you, mixing him up. Go on. No, you're, 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 you are mixing him up with someone else. But as well, uh, this man uh, who listens to this program avidly, he was also offering um, what he said was one of the original posters for Zulu uh, to you. Now, was he? Yeah. Now, I'd love that. Yeah, I haven't got back onto him yet, so I, I will ring him now. But uh, the thing is, he he's offering it to you. He has no place to hang it in his own home. Right. Uh, and so he said, who could be interested in that? So I said I'd pass on the message. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. I'd love yeah. I'd love that. Mm. And uh, now there's a new series of Vikings coming out. Do you know that? Is there? Is it the yeah, third Morgan, series? Is probably. Third? I actually contacted That's Morgan, Morgan O'Sullivan. Yeah. I actually contacted him. For what? For a role. And I sent him an email. I did, I swear to God. I was in no Morgan a long uh, time, geez. like, right? No, neck, but, neck, neck. No, but like, I know him a long time. I, yeah, I did yeah. him, Morgan, a favour. So I thought he'd do one back. Yeah. And I said, Morgan, have you any roles for fat, bald, toothless actors and Vikings? Yeah. And he said, sorry, George, all the fat, balding, okay, okay. toothless Vikings okay. have gone okay. to Valhalla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, Pamela Anderson is in talks about uh, the sequel to Fifty Shades of Grey, <laughs> according to a listener, <laughs> but is insistent that George Hook plays the lead role, the listener oh, said. That'd be great. Oh, That'd for be who? Great. For who? <laughs> That'd be great. Did you see Barbara? She was magnificent to Barbara. I actually saw Barbara, and at that time, someone thought that she could have a film career, but it was the only thing she did. Everything else, pretty much. Everything else. Baywatch. She was superb. Everything else collapsed after that. (laughs) And I mean, collapsed. (laughs) She was superb. There was a picture of her in some magazine there, week before last, looking as if she had. But like, had a job I mean, done on her face. she's she's a clever, she's a very clever woman. And why she married some of the fellas she married mm. when she could have had me. I mean, really, mm. I, it's beyond me. She's married some heavy rock guys and all, yeah, all sorts of yeah. terrible guys. Yeah. Yeah. You, you'd be so much better than them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, oh, listen, before you go and yeah. you have to do it incredibly quickly. Yeah. Because I'm something really interesting. What is it? What? what? Jadoville. Yes. Okay, well, Jadoville, uh, uh, the actor from uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, Jamie Dornan, um, is starring in this movie. They start to shoot in in April. It's made by an Irish production company. And it's about, um, when was it? 1961, wasn't it? Congo. Congo, 1961. And it's about this group, uh, uh, UN uh, unit, the Irish UN unit. Irish UN. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Basically holding off, it sounds like Zulu, holding off about 3,000, isn't it? It's very, I think that's why it appeals to me. Yeah. It's kind of an Irish version, but it's a great story. story it's a fantastic yeah. and it, story. It, it hasn't been sort of 
I haven't heard much about no, it. No, yeah. it's got very little credit, although yeah. there, a book has been, been written about it. Now, but the, the, could I just say, by the way, yeah. the European film market was on last week at the Berlin Film Festival, and apparently this was one of the hot um, oh, properties. I'm thrilled. Yeah. 